0: We are and always will be a nation of immigrants.
1: This is my country, my damn country. Give me my country. You can keep the rest.
0: Old men and women yearning for freedom and opportunity who leave their homelands and come to a new country to start their lives over. We were strangers once too.
2: My country, my damn country. Give me my
0: country. You can keep the rest.
3: Hello, 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 aliens and allies. Your friendly Russian is here. This is We the Aliens podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Kapustina. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's crazy out there. I'm not even going to get into that because I know you're getting enough of it from all over the place. And we'll talk about the economy and the politics and the virus and the racism and all of these intense things next year. Now it's the holiday time. I asked you to send winter holiday stories and I got a few and I'm going to share them with you. And since it's the first holiday party in our home of all aliens out there and I'm your friendly Russian, well, a Russian party it is. And I think you know what that means. (laughs) By the way, I will continue the holiday stories next week. Uh, So if you get inspired and want to share another story, please do call our Google Voice and leave a message or record a voice memo and email it to us. Check the show notes for the contact info. So Russian party, I know what you're thinking. And I, of course, hate the stereotype of Russians being drunks. People get tanked all over the world. All right. And if anything, the Russian way helps moderate the short-term damage and allows one to keep going longer. So maybe that's why everyone thinks we drink so much. It's because we know how. Maybe it sounds arrogant, but here are the rules of engagement. And since, let's be honest, you have already assumed it's vodka, let's say it's vodka. And don't worry, we're going to get to the holiday stories. We just need to set the table. Right? Here are three things you need to know about vodka. First, vodka is not a girl's drink. It's unisex. I don't know who's that crazy person at Smirnov who decided to market vodka to women by creating all these crazy flavors. It's a perversion and a blasphemy. So never, do you hear me? I, I like, I want my voice to burn into your mind. Never drink tamarind vodka vanilla vodka strawberry vodka watermelon vodka kiss caramel vodka and for the love of god do not ever drink peppermint twist vodka yes it's a thing i know i'm losing a potential advertiser right here but you know what i have principles and my vodka principles are not for sale thing number two to know about vodka vodka is not a long drink that's why you don't need it to have a flavor The less flavor it has, the cleaner it is. The cleaner it is, the less work for your liver. So the healthier it is. So to be clear, it's okay to put vodka in a cocktail. Nothing against that. But if you're drinking vodka straight, you must shoot it. Do not put it on the rocks. I'm adamant about that. And a pro tip here. You Americans pour these jumbo shots, 50, 17 milliliters. That's a lot. You want half of that. 30 milliliters is an optimal shot size for vodka. Keep that in mind. The thing number three to know about vodka is that vodka lives in the freezer. It's like the COVID vaccine. Sorry, couldn't help it. But that was one of those unpleasant discoveries that I made when I moved to the US. Is that they keep vodka on the shelf in bars. Then to cool it off, they pour it into a shaker with ice, shake it, water it down, and then make you sip it. Ew, Wrong. Never. As I said, it's not a long drink, so must live in freezer and is to be shot. And now that we're done with Vodka 101, here are the Russian party rules, no matter what your alcohol of choice is. Rule number one, you eat while you drink. Not before, not after. You actually take a shot and immediately follow it with a bite of food. Preferably, something hot and fassy. That's how you keep going for a long time. Second, you stick to one drink throughout the event. You don't start with three glasses of champagne, upgrade to vodka, and polish it off with a whiskey nightcap. You make a choice. You commit to your partner, and you make it through the night together. And finally, there are no drinking games. Drinking is not a joke. You always drink to something. There has to be a reason. Otherwise, you're just an alcoholic. And you don't drink... Na zdorovie. It's Polish. In Russian, you drink za zdorovye, which means to health, which is always timely but now more than ever. And that's not it. You don't really drink za zdorovye most of the time. There is an actual succession of toasts at an event that is traditional. So, let's do this. The first toast is always to the occasion. Birthday, anniversary, new baby, or in our case, winter holidays so let's drink to winter holidays that no matter which one you're celebrating bring a sense of miracle let's see them through the eyes of kids and believe that the light will defeat the darkness and the good guys will win and with that toast here's a story from kevin Munoz. kevin is the host of latin american educational opportunities podcast Kevin is Guatemalan-American, and so Christmas season in his family is a mix. There's traditional food. Remember how you have to take a bite of something hot and fatty? So tamale is a great
4: choice. My mom makes a bunch of tamales, and my dad makes this ponche navideño, which, uh, for those who don't know, is fruit punch, but it's hot and made with a combination of water, fresh fruits, sugar cane, and other things, too. Everyone makes it differently, but my dad makes it every Christmas for me because he knows exactly how much I love it.
3: And there's a new family tradition emerging.
4: My niece is four years old, and seeing how excited she is for Christmas makes it feel truly magical for all of us around the house. My sister this year, she got her um, an elf on the shelf, which is like this tradition. Um, It's like a Christmas tradition that's centered around this scout elf who flies to the north pole each night and you know it's it's called a scout elf because they basically just like watch what you do and then they supposedly like like report back to santa and it comes with uh, a storybook that explains like the elves that the elves love to report to santa and tell him about like your day's activities and uh, my sister got her the Elf on the Shelf and we like, <laughs> we all take turns in the family, like moving it around and sh- it's so uh magical just watching her just like look for it every day or she- sometimes she like goes and checks up on it, uh, leaves her out some food just to see if she'll like eat it. <laughs> and also like if we're um, doing something that maybe we're not supposed to or something, she's always like, well, you have to be nice because the Elf is watching and it's She's going to report back to Santa, and then Santa's going to put you on the naughty list. So we're all like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right.
3: (laughs) Now, the second toast is always to parents. Even in drinking, you are reminded to love and respect your elders. Hector Herrera, who was one of my guests earlier this year, an actor and dialect coach here in Los Angeles, sent us a story from his childhood in Mexico City.
0: Back then, growing up in Mexico City... Uh, Around this time, we would use to um, sing Las Posadas. This would imitate or somehow recreate the journey of Joseph and the uh, soon-to-be mother of Jesus going uh, from town to town, house to house, looking for shelter. So there's these songs slash uh, prayers. It's a back-and-forth call and response from people outside of a home and asking for shelter. So as kids, grandma and mom and other adults would play this game, we would not go to nine or 12 homes, no. But we just do it once. (laughs) And um, it was fun. Usually there was also a piñata to be broken or killed, (laughs) depending on the form of the piñata itself. It could be a star or an animal form or even a political figure. Um... Mm -hmm.
3: Hector's story also reminded me how Christmas is inherently connected to the theme of welcoming the stranger. And speaking of welcoming strangers, Damien Harris-Hernandez, the managing director of the Refugee Translation Project, sent us a story. Damien is not an immigrant himself, but he's not too far removed. His mom came to the U.S. from Ireland in the 70s.
5: My mom was very homesick when she first came to this country, especially during her first Christmas in her new home. Her father, who did not want her to leave, was sick with pancreatic cancer. To help my mom through the Christmas season, my Nana sent her daughter Christmas pudding through the mail. A little taste of Irish Christmas. If you are unfamiliar with this type of pudding, it's a very dense cake made primarily of currants and raisins and some candied citrus peel, with a half a pint of Guinness and a few drams of whiskey thrown in for good measure. It's black. My dad calls it a doorstop. My Nana continued to send her pudding every year until she died in 2011. The pudding became a staple part of Christmas for me, too. Nothing beats it with a cup of tea. But after she died, no one was left to make it. My wife and I went to her house in Ireland shortly after she passed away. It was fairly picked over by the rest of the family, but I went straight to the kitchen to see if there were any clues to her pudding recipe. In the kitchen drawer, I came across the thing I was searching for, a handwritten recipe for her pudding. Actually, it was not the recipe, but the list of ingredients. One of the ingredients was something called stork. My mom said that Nana had made it with suet. So this must be the suet?
3: Okay, suet, for those of you who are not baking aficionados, suet is animal fat that is often used in cooking.
5: One time when I visited my Nana in the summer, I opened the closet upstairs and found all the Christmas pudding already made. So I was under the impression that you had to make it the pudding in August and let it marinate in the booze until December.
3: There's a whole bunch of unknown ingredients in the recipe, and Damien and his wife had to hunt them down all over New York. Fortunately, New York has all kinds of ethnic shops, and eventually they assembled almost all of them.
5: Stork. Why does that sound familiar? I looked through the pile of cookbooks I had taken and found a mailer from a company called Stork. It was actually just a brand of margarine and it contained the pudding recipe with ingredients written in the same order as my Nana's shopping list. Christmas pudding, an elusive household recipe now demystified. The recipe instructed us to boil them for six hours. So there we were in the middle of August in our small, non-air-conditioned apartment boiling puddings until two in the morning. By the end of it, I probably lost several pounds due to sweat. I still make the pudding today, this time in December. I actually made four this year. I sent two of them to my mom and my aunt and then made the others for ourselves just last week as we were spending Christmas here in Brooklyn during the pandemic.
3: And so the Christmas pudding goes on. I love that Damien was so committed to keeping the pudding alive. This journey of looking for all the ingredients all over the place made Damien realize how important these local ethnic grocers are to their communities. And I certainly came to appreciate my Russian and Ukrainian stores in Los Angeles. If you can't get the ingredients, the family traditions can't survive. And here's a very important third toast of every Russian event. It's a toast to those who are not with us, to those who have passed. And I'm grateful to Janan for sending her story. Janan is Australian-American. She lives here in Los Angeles. She's the founder of Compassionate Healing, a group committed to education and advocacy in the field of medical marijuana. Janan lost her husband to cancer a few months ago. She was actually mentioned in the Dia de los Muertos episode because my guest, artist Greeny Camberos, created a crown for Janan's Katrina. Janan's husband, Alex, was Mexican-American and Janan honored him by creating a beautiful altar and a Katrina for Day of the Dead.
2: You know, when I think about winter holidays, I think about my husband, Uh, rest in peace. Uh, He recently passed away August 20th, 2020. He was battling uh, stage four colon cancer for two years. And um, if there's one holiday that he loves the most, it's definitely Christmas. 2019, um, I got him a Rams ugly sweater because he's he's a huge Rams fan. And his ugly sweater lights up. And um, just his face when he was unwrapping that gift and how much he loved it. Like, it's just an image that I can never erase from my from my mind and it's something that I hold so so close to me you know this year I will be pulling out that ugly sweater and I will be wearing it this Christmas I'm gonna try my best to enjoy Christmas this year because I know that's what he would want and I know he'd be watching me and uh, I can only imagine how hard it is for so many people that have lost loved one this year and you know I just To everybody out there, you know, sending you guys an abundance of love. Hang in there. Don't give up. And um, I wish you guys all the best.
3: Now, we could keep going on and on with our imaginary vodka shots. But the truly important part of drinking is to know when to stop. And for that, there's an assigned final toast. It's never called the last one. It's final. It's called Napasashok, which translates as to the walking stick. As in, you will probably need a walking stick to make it home from this party. And the final toast can be also to something. Napasashok just announces that it's the final one of the night. Except for, there's of course, the super final, so-called Striminaya, the stirrup toast, as in horse saddle stirrup. And then there is the super duper final toast, Zabugorne which translates as the over the hill toast. (laughs) We're not going to do those today. So, the final one. Let's raise our glasses to the heroes of our time, the healthcare workers. And here's a little snippet from a new comedy special by Che Guerrero, who was a guest on the podcast earlier this year. Che is a comedian who is in college right now to become a human rights lawyer and whose day job is a nursing assistant. I have mad surgical
1: mask in my pocket. Not one condom, like that's... <laughs> not the disease I thought in my 30s that was gonna take me out. <laughs> thought it was gonna be syphilis, but it's a respiratory <laughs> disease. That's fucking weak. All right. Yeah, I work in nursing homes, and uh, I'm a nursing assistant, so I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. And it was weird, man, yeah, like, it's weird, because I-, I realize girls react differently when you tell them what you do at a hospital, like, Pre pandemic and post pandemic, you know? Because, like, pre pandemic, if, if a girl sees you at, at a hospital or something, like, their innate reaction is different to your job. Like, if you're a doctor, right away they're like, oh. If you're a nurse, they're like, oh. <laughs> if you're a nursing assistant, they're like, it will happen to your life. I'm like, a lot. I didn't go to college. That was pre-pandemic. Now, post-pandemic, a girl sees me at a hospital, she's like, mm, I wanna gag, I wanna choke, I want you to touch that thing that hit the back of my throat. <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, I don't do the COVID test, that's down the, I'm just the nurse's hey, that's The doctor's down the hallway, you bitch. <laughs> that was stupid. That's a new joke. All right. Oh my God, I missed this so much. I was I've been at home doing Zoom shows. Go like, "Man, who need laughs?" I do. I wasn't loved as a child. I forgot that. You forget that sometimes. You're not loved as a child.
3: That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this little audio Russian party and the super duper final toast. Zabogorne, the over the hill toast. Let me drink to you. Thank you for tuning in every week to listen to the podcast. It would have been a very sad podcast without you. So, thank you so, so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And remember, we're here to stay. We'll find our way. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Please stay safe. Love you all. Peace. My country, you can keep the rest. This is
1: my country, my country. And it don't mean a thing.